Hello, hello. So this episode is going to be a good one. I'm pretty much say I'm pretty sure I say that for everybody, but yes, I really had a wonderful time sitting down with Margot. So I hope you do too in a little bit. We'll get to sit with my dear friend Margot Berwin. She is a uh, novelist, and she also has the beautiful gift of reading tarot. Uh, so she'll talk about those journeys um, coming up soon. But also, if you are interested, if you love what she has to say and you're interested in meeting Margot, she will be at my next Movement 109 class. So this Friday at Namastasis uh, here in Fishkill. At 6 p.m. is Movement 109, and Margot will be there for to read your cards <laughs> before and after Movement 109. So you can come as early as 5 o'clock and stay after Movement 109. She'll be doing readings before and after. Uh, so bring your question, bring $10, and uh, she will do a three-card reading for you. And I have to say, I've sat with Margot a couple times already, and she has such um, such a gift and such insight to into reading the tarot. So if you're curious at all, definitely come on by. And also if you're curious about Movement 109 and you haven't dipped your toes into it, or also if you're really excited about it and you've been doing it with me a few times now and you want to get your Movement 109 fix, this will be the class for you this Friday because I will be traveling a bit for the next couple months and we won't have another date until the end of June. So make sure you put this on your calendar and come on and visit us this Friday, April 26th, uh, Movement 109 and Margot Berwin reading tarot at Namastasis. Also happening in Nomadland, our first weekend training, our tribe training. So we teach we teach resilience, increased balance, and endurance. So these are bringing the tools to active duty in the military. Uh, so if you are a yoga teacher already or you have access to the military community or you are part of the uh, military community, this is the training for you. If you have any desire to share these tools of yoga um, with this community in some way, um, this is definitely the training for you. We're, we're not only looking at the physical practice of yoga, right? How can we incorporate yoga into our PT programs or also just how to teach a yoga class mindfully to, um, to military community, but also we're looking at the other limbs of yoga. So how can we teach the philosophy of yoga? How can we teach mindfulness using meditation and breath work and self-care? Um, really super simple, practical tools that we we are um, really want to share with you. So if you're interested, go find out more at nomadalwaysathome.com. We have a few more spots available. And I'm also super grateful to those of you who are out there who donated to my birthday fundraiser this month. Um, we were able to raise enough money to award two full scholarships to active duty to attend this training. So I'm cannot remember last names at the top of my head, but Justine and Todd are out there. They are active duty and they get to attend this training because of you for donating. So thank you so much. I'm sure those two are very grateful um, that you get that you donated. So thanks. Also what's happening in nomad land, we have, as I mentioned before, we have our Belize retreat with Becca Roberts and myself. So Becca owns Namastasis, where I'll be on Friday. We're collaborating in Belize, November 17th through the 22nd. I'm really excited about this. And um, what else is happening? I will be announcing more formally our 200 hour. We're leading a 200 hour and beyond uh, this fall. So earmark that if you have any interest in becoming a yoga teacher or want to deepen your practice in some way, this will be the training for you. I'll have all the details I'm hoping by next week. I just have to finalize a couple of things before that happens. Um, and my retreat to Bali is March, 2020. I will have all those details. I'm again, just finalizing the last little bits. So that's coming up in March, 2020. I will have more information for you, hopefully by the next time you hear my voice uh, and also on the website within the week. Okay. So let's go hear what Margot has to share with us. Okay. So I'm here with Margot Berwin and I met you 
two or three years ago. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. I was doing Airbnb illegally (laughs) (laughs) out of my apartment. And I didn't know that. (laughs) No, my landlord didn't know it, but you were fine. (laughs) Yeah. Now I'll tell you. (laughs) The truth comes out. It was fine. You wouldn't have gotten kicked out. Um, Yeah. And you were my first guest. I know. I didn't know that. I think you were my first guest. You were one of my first guests. I think you were my first guest. And you were one of the most relaxed Airbnb people. You were like, I'm going to leave the key. Like we'd never (laughs) met. You're like, I'm going to leave the key. I don't know. Under the mat, just go in. (laughs) It's like, we never met. It was your house. And you're just like, go in. I'll be back in a few hours. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I remember that. I do remember that day when you said that. I was like, oh yeah, that was you. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And then you were up there, you know, because you were kind of investigating if you wanted to live in Beacon, I think, or just playing around with it. Yeah. And we just, I, you know, I gave you your space, but then we just ended up talking for hours. Yeah, we did. We hung out like the whole night. Yeah, Yeah, we did. And it was awesome. And, um, I think we just reconnected through social media and everything. And you just read my tarot cards a couple I weeks ago. I did, yes. Which we're going to talk about your journey to that. And, yes. uh, and we're going to do an event together soon, which we'll figure out those details. Yes. So. Yeah. I think when I, was at your, when I was at your place in Beacon, I, I'd already, I'd written a book and I'd already finished yeah. it, but I gave it, did I give it to mm-hmm. you or? No, I bought it. You bought it. Oh okay. no, you told me about it and I was like, I need to read this. Yeah. And I freaking loved it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it really spoke to me. Thank you. Uh, hot house flowers of nine, wait, you say it. Um, hot house flower and the nine plants of desire. Ugh. <laughs> I get the plants of desire mixed up. Yeah, I loved that book. It really spoke to me at that. It came at the right time. Yeah. In my life. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think like if I'm thinking about my journey to tarot, I really yeah. started in corporate America. Yeah. Working in advertising for years, like just hardcore corporate America. Just doing it, getting up at nine, yeah. you know doing it all day in an office uh-huh. and leaving. But during that time I was working, I had met a shaman. Mm-hmm. And I don't, the way we met was really strange. A friend of mine said, I needed to go into psychotherapy. I was all messed up, probably from advertising and from my family and everything. <laughs> so this sort of friend of mine, an acquaintance, said, I know this guy, you should go talk to him. He'll never take you as a client. But he'll point you in the right direction. And so I went to see him and we had this really weird encounter. Like we shook hands and it was like a lightning bolt went up my arm. I couldn't even move my hand away from him if I tried. And we talked for a couple of hours and then he said, how are Tuesdays at 830 for you? And I said, with who? And he said, with me. And I said, I thought you don't take clients anymore. And he said, I like you. I'm going to take you. I like you. And I said, that's it. You like me? And he said, oh, you think I'm sexually interested in you? He said, I will never, ever, ever be sexually interested in you. Not now, not ever. So you can remove that from your mind. (laughs) Now will you see me at 830 on Tuesday morning? (laughs) Wow. And that started like a 16-year journey of study with this man about plants and tarot and occult practices of all kinds. Oh, that's amazing. So that was 16 years ago or more? Um, No, he passed away in 2015 and that's when it ended. that's what we're looking at. Yeah. Oh, I did see that picture. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him, Armand. Armand Demel, yeah. Oh. So, and then, and now I can see that character and the... the, I dedicated it to him and it was about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was about him. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Wow. So he like had me go live in Mexico for two years and study plants because I wanted to know about plants from South America before I wrote Hothouse Flower. Mm -hmm. And he suggested that I go there. So I moved to Mexico for a while and studied with plant shamans. He introduced me to people. He made contacts for me from here to there. And um, I learned about how to see the aura, like from the shamans in Mexico. Mm. And all kinds of practices, but I was a writer. You know, I was writing books. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point... I didn't want to write about this anymore. I wanted to actually 
deal with human beings. I wanted to share it with people, but I really didn't know the way to do that. I was tired of being alone in my apartment and writing. I love writing, but I really accomplished a lot of what I wanted to do in writing. Mm -hmm. I just wanted more people Mm -hmm. and not the people in advertising. (laughs) (laughs) So if any of you are in advertising, I'm sorry, but not the people in advertising. And um, I I was trying to think, how do I get this? How do I get what I know to real people, not just in books? Because I feel like books, I mean, I love writing, but I do have this gut feeling that books are... Not going away, but I just wanted a more direct link to human beings. Yeah, I I can see that. And you also, I mean, you're such you are a people person. Yeah, and you want that like interaction with them. You want to be able to tell your story and then actually receive on the other side of it to a certain extent. Like you want to be able to. I want to help people. Yeah, like what I know how to do is really helpful to people. Yeah. So I I want to give something back. I've Mm -hmm. had a lot of success in life Mm -hmm. in in work. And in writing, and I want to give something back out there. You yeah. know, I want to work with people and help them through things. And I knew how to read tarot for about 12 years. I've been reading tarot for friends. Mm-hmm. And then a friend of mine owns a salon in the West Village. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading her cards for a long time. So she called me up and said, hey, the laser person just left. <laughs> There's a room open in the salon. Do you want to come and read tarot for the community in the West Village, like for her clients yeah. who come into the salon? So I was like, yeah, that's really exciting because I'd been reading in my apartment, mm-hmm. but it was getting bigger. And then all these strangers were coming into my apartment. Yeah. I don't have any, like, I'm, I don't have any issue any- with strangers. I believe I'm, I'm pretty well protected in certain ways. Yeah. But... It was just a, there was a stream. My neighbors were concerned. There was just people coming in all the time. I was a little getting a little worried. Energetically, even though they're safe, it's just, that's a lot of energy. Yeah, with saging day and night. This apartment stunk. I was stinking up the hallways in here. Yeah. Like she's Palo Santo and Sage. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm saging you when we're done. Good. Cool. I'm totally a down saging. So I was really happy to move it to move yeah. the tower into the salon. And I was still, you know, working in advertising. I just finished another novel, which, um, oh. which is called The Medium. I haven't sold it yet. Okay. I'm, still doing, I'm still working on, like, through a second draft of it. Is this the one you were talking about? Yes. Okay. That ties yeah. these two things yes. together, tarot and yeah. the book. And um, what I was really hoping to do was get enough of a following with tarot that the book could sell. You know, because yeah. I think it's different than the uh, my other two books went to Random House, but I don't think this book is for them. I think it's a little bit different than what I'd been writing. So I, I'm not sure it's really for them. So I was hoping to get a bigger following mm-hmm. through tarot and sell the book. But now I'm just loving the tarot reading yeah. in a way I... It's shocking to me how much I love it. This is, wow. I feel so integrated. This is the first time in my life I get up in the morning and my me and what I do for a living now are one thing. I've yeah. never had that experience, even with novel writing, and I've okay. been successful at it. Yeah. I've never had that experience of complete integration with what I'm doing. There's That's no separation amazing. for me. I could yeah. do it all the time. I'm just like, so I've never had that feeling. I'm very into feeling that way. I love that for you. And you're still doing your day job. Still doing, I'm still in advertising. It's getting less, but I'm yeah. still doing it because I live in Manhattan. I have to pay the rent. Yeah. And I'm not charging like a lot for tarot. Yeah. I want people to come and I want to give away what I know. I just want to yeah. give it away. So, I'm, you know, so I, I am keeping my day job at this time. I do believe in taking money for tarot because I think money is an energy that should be yeah, exchanged. Definitely. And you have a gift. And I have a gift to add yeah. it, but I want people to have access to. Yeah. So I am still at my day job. I'm hoping the tarot will just grow. It's getting bigger. It's only I've only been doing it at the salon for a month. It's already gotten like I pretty know. big. So it's very exciting. And I'm exciting. around pe- different people all day, which I love, unlike being in an office, which yeah. is very, very different energy than a salon. Yeah. <laughs> my fear was that it was going to be too noisy. I wouldn't be able to read. Yeah. But I noticed when I read at the salon, even though there's music, neither I nor the person I'm reading for ever hear the music. Like it just yeah. goes away. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I was in, I was in there and I remember it being 
a bit loud. And it was before, I think you really set up the space. Yeah, the space really, was not done. I mean, done. I've seen the yeah. pictures now. Yeah, now it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember being like, oh, it's a loud place. But then when we sat and, you know, I even recorded it. And yeah, I never, I didn't feel like, oh, I can't hear what you're saying. I was just, we were in a, we're like our own little portal. Yes. You know. It's um, weird how that is. It's that like you're exchange. in a bubble. Yeah, we were. We were in our own little tarot bubble. And now I've gotten the girls at the salon, they know that when I'm reading, they they lower the music oh, anyway. Because okay. I was new then and everyone yeah. was adjusting yeah, to having tarot at the hair salon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was a whole new thing for everybody. Yeah. And so, um, can you just share a little bit more of how that your journey to tarot and what that looks like? And it's such a long and windy, that's weird good. road. Long, windy, and weird is what this podcast is about. <laughs> Let me tell you, I never in a million years, yeah. sitting in my office on Madison Avenue at Ogilvy, <laughs> thought I would be doing this in the back of a salon. Like if right. you had asked and me And that's this. what's integrated. That's what you feel is <laughs> That's now. who is me. Yeah, that is who you are. <laughs> exactly. Right? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and I get a lot of pushback from people, like my yeah. family and certain like friends of mine who don't understand this, at, like what I'm doing. What is With it my that? life. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, why are, are you they? doing this? Okay. You know. Is it... Um, the choice in terms of like the stability and the financial, or is it the belief of what tarot stands for? It's both. Okay. It's all of that. Okay. It's the whole thing. And it's also a bit of who do you think you are to Mm. do this for other people? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Why, um, who do you think you are? I think I'm someone who is... I don't think it's me. I think I'm a really good channel. So I feel like when I read cards for people, I'm not even really there. Like I am, but I can feel information just coming through me. I'm yeah. just, it's just a channel. Yeah. It's, it's, an, you can, it's just, I have an ability to open and then close. <laughs> Very important. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And both of our lines of work, it's so important. I feel, I feel similar to that, especially with dance, I feel I'm very open, but it is, it's important to have some sort of boundary. And yeah, with dance, you have to, yeah. like, you have to be wide open and channel. It is a channel. It is a channel. You know, what's really interesting is that my teacher, Armand Demel, um, was very involved with dance. Mm. He believed that dance was a channel. Yeah. He talked a lot about dance, dance and drum, dance and drum. Okay as being channels. But he was very adamant about learning how to close because he said, if you don't know how to close after you channel, you leak all your energy out and you could actually die if you're way too open and you leak everything out or you let something very negative in. Yeah. It can really make you sick. Yeah. And you have to learn how to close. Yeah. And did he ever, I'm curious just to what he how is that close look like what did he say that was it has to do with for him it, and yeah. now for me because he was my teacher yeah. it has to do with the navel mm-hmm. area and that's where the will comes from okay so you can open and attach your will to the universe to make things manifest for you but you're creating a crack like an opening mm-hmm. and you have to just close that psychically by putting you can, there are a number of ways to do it. Visually. You can put a shield over it, mm-hmm. uh, a, a light. You can put light over it. Mm-hmm. Um, he just called it closing. Okay. Didn't really. Just said, okay, close yeah. now. Yeah. Was that intention and there it was. It, with intention. It, it was yeah. about an, everything with him was about intention. Yeah. Yeah. It always is. <laughs> yeah. But he believed that will was an actual force in the universe okay. that people have but don't really know how to use. It's an actual force. Like you can attach it to things and pull yourself toward things. It's, yeah. it's a line. It's like a fiber in mm-hmm. your body that you can learn to loop around things and attach yourself and pull yourself toward things. Yeah. It's a long process of learning it though. Yeah. I was, uh, the person that I just was speaking with before, we were not talking about this, but I'm feeling very much in alignment with it of just being able to, like we were talking about 
as things happen, as you manifest things in the universe and how the universe doesn't decipher if it's a, it's a little thing or a big thing, right? And it really comes to that place of the will because I think the universe is just always creating. It's constantly expanding. And we see those little things as evidence like, oh, look, this and that. And then we're not attached to it because we don't really, it's in, we're kind of not indifferent, but we're just happy it's there. But those things that we really want, and that's, I think, where you're saying is the will comes in. It's like, there's all our stuff around it, yes. all that crud, where when you, you can't even see the evidence. That's really funny that you say that because... You're, you, when you shoot your will out, mm-hmm. you have to clean the line mm. because it is covered mm-hmm. with all that crud. So yeah. it's called cleaning the line of intention. You okay. have to make sure that that is clean Yeah. for your will to properly work. And so how do we clean that? <laughs> by going through... Just, you know, like an idiot's guide. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly how it's done. I'll tell you. You have to go through... As many, it's complicated, but you have to go through as many memories as you can of every person you've ever known. It can take 10 years or more. And you have to go through each person and each memory you have of them, no matter how small or insignificant you think it is. Mm -hmm. And that's how you clean your will. Mm -hmm. You get rid of everything. Okay. You get rid of the emotion because when you have an emotion attached to a memory, it takes up energy. Yeah. So one by one, even people, even good thing, not bad, mm-hmm. all bad. It's a lot of, it's going to be really good. You're just freeing up energy by letting go of memories. Yeah. And you clean your line of intention. You clean your will that way. And you have much more energy to manifest when you do that. I can, I, I completely relate to that. And I mean, that's what yoga is, is teaching us how to basically be neutral and not be with attachment, good or bad, but to just to simply be. Yes. And that's, I mean, they're, they have their own precepts on how to go about that, but it is, it's very similar. I think they're all like, they're all the same. It's all the same. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's being able to clear clean your glass i just always think of it like being foggy or or the mirror which is a little bit foggy and it's like learning to be able to see your reflection clearly it's funny that you brought up the mirror because for me my major thing and that i would love to teach at some point has to do with mirrors and working with mirrors Mm -hmm. and how to see your own energy field in the mirror so before you can do that for other people, like oh. you can practice on yourself in the mirror until yeah. you can see your entire aura. And you might even see other people in the mirror. It's, mm-hmm. It happens. Okay. Um, but then when you see all that light around you and you see how big you are and you see your whole giant, gorgeous aura, you can use that light. You can move it with your with the shine of your eyes, actually. Mm-hmm. You can move it into your physical body because it's around you. Mm-hmm can bring it in and you can put it in places in your body that don't feel well or that you're sick and you can you can cure things in that way you can use your own light to cure things that are inside of your body that and that's something i would love at some point to teach now i'm doing that for the girls at the salon now i've read all their auras they're all like oh my god (laughs) and you're working with the mirror not with them. It's the okay. first time I've ever done that with an okay. out, with outside people. I've only done this with my teacher. Okay. I've actually never done this out in the world. I don't okay. even know how to begin to even talk about it. This yeah. is the first time I've ever really... Ver- I've written things about it. This is the first time I have ever spoken about this topic. Oh, well, I'm honored. Because <laughs> I can sit here for a long time in this area of reflection. I mean, I... I, I come back to this idea all the time is that we're just each other's mirror. We're constantly reflecting back and forth yes. what's inside of ourselves. Yes. The good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly. Yes. We see it all the time. And yeah, I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. So that's <laughs> something I'd love to teach is how yeah. to use the mirror to see your own self really yeah your your complete self and how i got started on that and why my teacher actually even brought in that mirror 
teaching was because when I was a child, I had a bit of a difficult childhood Mm -hmm. and I used to stare at the mirror all the time because I didn't really understand that that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. That that was me, actually. Have we Sorry. talked about this? Because I had I the same... So. Okay, keep going. So I used to sit there and I would say, everything's okay. And I felt like I was actually communicating with another person. Mm-hmm. And that person, it was me, because I was looking in the mirror. But as mm-hmm. a child, a young child, four or five, I, was convi- I thought I was communicating with a different person. And my, my teacher said, you were. It was a different part of yourself. Mm-hmm. So I knew a lot about using mirrors anyway, because I just naturally did, gravitated mm-hmm. to that type of healing as a child. So yeah. he just continued and taught me more and more how to use it. Okay. Oh, so... I'm really curious now that you just said that of how, were there other things that you realized that you were healing as a child, like other modalities that were just happening naturally? It was mostly the mirror. Okay. But it was a huge part of me as a child. Like I went to the, I didn't, I didn't have a mother. So I went to the mirror for everything, Mm. for all that people would naturally get from their family or their parents, I used the mirror for that. Wow. And that person was who I went to. Yeah. So you sat and you just had conversation yeah. with this person. Just to calm down, like every, just to be told that everything was fine, like, yeah. like a parent would do. Yeah. So that's what, how I used the mirror. So my teacher as an adult, just when we talked about that, he knew exactly what yeah, I would be know. good at, how to bring out even more like what I could see and do yeah. with a mirror since I was attached to it. In yeah, he already way. knew. He knew. Did he intuitively know or you had told him? He, I told him what I did as a child. Okay. And then he had me, the mirror you're looking at in my apartment. Yeah. He had me he's go and have one made for myself. Okay. Just to learn how to see the aura okay. and see everything and see whatever else there was to see, yeah. which are many things. And how to cure myself internally with light, which he, he taught me. So he had me go and get this mirror here yeah, built. That's a beautiful mirror. I will never be without this mirror. It's yeah. already 11, 12 years old. Okay. I will never, ever, it's totally connected to him. And yeah. He's yeah. looking at it. He is. Yeah. He's like, I see you, Margot. I never noticed that before that yeah. he's looking right at he's it. He's looking right there. He's like, Thanks, Phoebe. Yeah. I never noticed I see that. You. <laughs> That's the first thing I noticed. Yeah, he's looking right at yeah. it. And he's saying, you better keep practicing. He's looking in there. And it's interesting because he's wearing sunglasses he is. in the picture. Yeah. So you can't really see where his eyes are. Oh, I know where I his mean, eyes are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. So I love, so, okay. So he, so you had told him and then he brought you, he, was this a practice he already had? And then he, or did he just, he basically said, okay, this is what you're working with. And he basically worked with that. I think he knew how to do it. Yeah. The way he taught was so odd. It was just like things would just happen. I can't even explain that. Like he never said, we're going to look in the mirror. Like, yeah, we're going to do this in the mirror. He would never say that. He would just, just just cut, you know, he would just do his little plant cuttings. Never, he wasn't looking at me and he would just, things would just, happen i can't he he was a you know he could he could transmit information yeah really easily yeah he was incredibly evolved i know i'll never meet someone that evolved again like that i feel every day and he died in 2015 and still every day not a single day passes that i do not thank him Mm. i don't know what i would be doing i'd still i mean when i met him i was going 
into a psychiatric hospital. I felt I was know. so terrified of everything. You, were and, you really going? Were you really? At well, that my point? friends took me. They were just like, "You're you're falling. You have to do something. Like you're you're yeah. not. You know." So, and it was your sorry to go back, but was it just your job, or were there other things? If you don't there were sure? other things. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of other things, okay. and yeah, there was the usual things. <laughs> <laughs> the usual other Life things, stuff, yeah, yeah. drugs, men, Got different it. addiction, different things, okay. and um, but I always had I always knew there was a part of me that I always knew I was totally safe, which was weird, mm-hmm. except for that one slight area where I was kind of crashing there. But most mm-hmm. of the time, I still felt lucky, not safe. I would say lucky okay in a certain way yeah. i had a feeling of luck okay it wasn't a protection that's what i have felt in the past is like is oh, luck? i'm always protected protected yeah <laughs> yeah that was always the word that i always felt like i felt something. like it was luck yeah but it's probably the same thing but a different be. use of yeah. language yeah i mean we all have I don't know. Words are interesting. I mean, you're a writer, so you know all the time, like how to pick the perfect word. Yes. But even just today, I was talking to my best friend and we we're talking about the word abandonment just through text and just how different her abandonment is with her abandonment issues and my abandonment issues are completely different things because she had sent me like a little meme. And I was like, I don't really relate to that. <laughs> but this is how what I, like, this is what abandonment means to me. And it's just, it's so interesting how words, yeah. What does it mean to you? I mean, for, I mean, for me, uh, it's all, uh, when you're I, touching oh, your will. <laughs> I know, I am, I'm touching my will. Yeah, for me, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about me because it's about you. But for me, I feel like my abandonment issue was never about me. It was never about how, and I'm still processing it this because this was like a huge light bulb that went off for me this morning when we were texting. But I realized it was never about the insecurity of, oh, they don't like me or I'm not good enough. It was always a sadness for them that they didn't get, they weren't experiencing the love. Wow. And That's you had protection. Yeah, and so I, yeah, because the the two people that had abandoned me were both of my parents to a certain extent, and I I always knew. I mean, they it was they loved me so much, and they always made sure that they said that. And whenever they were there, they were very loving and affectionate. But there was, you know, they had their own shit, and you know, my father specifically had a drug addiction, and. I've shared the story of, you know, having, dealing with his own PTSD from Vietnam and just, he was not present physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything. And, but I always knew, okay, it wasn't because of me. It's not, you know, when my mom and my dad split up, my mom always made sure, even though she didn't live there with us, it's not because of you. It's not because of you. It's my own, you know, this relationship. And so I always knew that. And so that's, the pattern that though I have with relationship have had in the past, have had, have had in the past (laughs) that they've always, it's always been their own self-love, you know, their lack of self-love. And I just feel, I've always been like, if I just love them more, they'll love them. They'll see that light within themselves. Yeah. And so that's the abandonment. Yeah. Is the abandonment of their own love. And then I'm suffering as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just unpacked that in front of you. I haven't, I didn't really verbalize that until just now. Yeah. I think there's a layer underneath that too. Yeah. The layer underneath that is the pain of actual abandonment. Yeah. Oh, no. The layer you're at is feeling they missed out. But there is a layer under that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I have my own. Yep. My pain. I do. I have my, I will own that pain. I do know of it. But that, it was always, yeah, it was hard. It was, I didn't have the space to reach it. Yeah. Because I was always. Do you think dance has helped you reach that? Well, that's what you're, that's why I was curious to ask you about the mirror and how that was your. That was your way in yes. of healing and dance was my healing. Yeah. I just went into the room when I didn't feel I had any sort of connection to anything else. I closed my door. 
I danced. That yeah. was my healing, and I'm so glad. I'm Aren't so you grateful. So, I, that's how I'm I feel so about grateful. the mirror. I'm just like, oh my. Yeah. Like, I'm where so happy. Have we been? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I actually don't know. Yeah. Sorry, I, oh, yeah. yeah. You look fabulous. <laughs> the hit, yes. Yeah. I mean, how, what a gift. And that's where I think that's where the word protection comes in for me. Yeah. Is that something. Whether like Erica, who's been on here before, she calls it her future self, yeah, you know, called her to it, or some you know other life force around us gave us this gift. I agree, and so I use the word luck. Yeah, like I always felt it was extremely lucky because yeah. I look at my sisters who did not fare very well. Okay, and at all, mm-hmm. and you know, we grew up in the same house and under the same circumstances. But I think they didn't have that. Mm. They didn't have anything like that, like the mirror. Yeah. But it was something that I didn't... I see the luck then, yeah. Yeah, it was just lucky. And it was something that I didn't know was even unusual until I met my teacher. Mm. Like, yeah. I didn't even... It took me a long time to even tell him that particular story. Yeah. Like, I didn't really know it was, I didn't think it was anything to tell. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I just look in the mirror and I talk. Yeah. 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 That's kind of where this idea of vulnerability comes in because we we just do these things. Like, I just went in my room and I danced and you looked in in the mirror. And those are the things that we just do. And we kind of assume that everybody else does. Exactly. And then we start these like vulnerable moments of like, I do this thing. And not thinking that it's weird or different. And right. then you realize, oh, not everybody has the, have these tools. Exactly. It's and I, I, interesting. I never thought it would turn out <laughs> to be what it became. Yeah. <laughs> that I would be able to see all kinds of things in the mirror. Yeah. Because I was able to open up. That's how I learned to open to channel was as a child looking in the mirror. I was able to open up in that way. So he knew I could. Mm-hmm. open up in that way yeah. in that circumstance yeah so and so doing tarot is a transference of that ability in the mirror to open up using the tarot cards i i know a lot about the tarot cards themselves but i think tarot is an opening up to channel there's something about the cards the way they're drawn nobody really knows who made the tarot cards mm-hmm. and looking at them is another way that I open up to channel now as a, you know, like yeah. I did with the mirror. It's a second way that I it's found. Another, it's like another mirror. It's like another mirror. Yeah. yeah. And it involves another person, which I love. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not alone doing it. Yeah. I can see now I'm understanding even more so your journey of wanting to have that. Like you said, I want to be with people. Yes. Because that was what your whole light childhood was, exactly. was in the mirror. It was alone. And now, yeah. And then writing was alone. Mm-hmm. So everything was like very alone. I still have trouble in relationships with men. Mm. And so those are the type of relationships <laughs> I have. I still have trouble <laughs> opening up because I'm still used to talking mainly to myself. Mm. I still struggle with being open. That's why I also think tarot is very helpful for me to communicate with other people and show them who I am. Yeah. What I really know, the things that are most real or true to who I am as a person. I don't think I've ever expressed that in a relationship. I've been married. I don't think that person ever had any idea about this whole part of me. To him, I was an advertising executive. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just... It's funny because I don't picture you like that at all. <laughs> because you are more integrated, as you said. Yeah, I was completely unintegrated yeah. when, when I was doing that. Now I feel really, really integrated. My whole child self even is mm. finally happy and Yay. not bugging me constantly. Like, get back in that mirror, girl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's so funny. So, yeah, it's... um. It's different. Like I, I just, I really love it. It's, it's a channel for me. Yeah. And, and I use the meaning of the cards and the cards I'm really good at reading the combinations, yeah. like long strings of combinations of cards. Yeah. I do it especially well in tarot and I can see someone's whole plan. Like I can see a lot by doing that. Yeah. I, 
I haven't had a lot of readings. So maybe like under five, something about like, yeah, somewhere around that. And what I thought was really beautiful about yours was it was, you, you know, you did, I think you did two different like layouts for Megan and then myself, right? And, but both times you did the reading and then you went back and it was like the mirror. Yes. It was, oh, well, let's, so, let's see what this other angle of this card is. And let's see what this a- other yeah. angle is. Yeah. And I didn't really think of that until now that you're talking about the mirror. Yeah. So it's, it's you really have to deepen the yeah. reading and deepen. I have an, a new tarot deck. It's called the Quantum Tarot. And okay. it's com- the whole deck. It's the same 78 cards as every tarot deck. Okay. But the deck was made from images from the Hubble telescope. Okay. And it's, they're very, very beautiful. So I, there's a spread that I can do now. It's like a multi, it's, it's about the multiverse. So it's different potentials for you. Like, let's say you have an issue with, should I stay or should I go? Mm -hmm. I can do a multiverse spread where you can have different possibilities and different outcomes and different types of actions and what the outcome would be. So you can really look at different ways of going about something. Okay. And I like that, that deck decks, you know, I have about 40 tarot decks and each of them have very unique energy, but this is a deck I just got. I don't use it a lot because not everybody, most people want to see the classic tarot deck. Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants to see images from the Hubble telescope (laughs) when they're getting a tarot reading. (laughs) But for people who do, the deck is crazy powerful deck. Oh, well, we're going to end this podcast now so I can get a reading. It's in my tarot room at the salon. I'm going to come back. (laughs) You should come back. I'm coming back next weekend for my birthday. You are? During the week. Oh, yay. Okay, good. Come in. Come in for a reading. Just come in. I'll bring Megan and my sister because we're going to do dinner. Yes, come in. We'll do do readings. Because I want to do another one with the Hubble. You're going to, I'm doing the multiverse <laughs> spread for you. It'll I be feel awesome. Like I'm constantly doing that for myself already. It's like, well, if I go down this way, I could have this, this, and this. And then if I go down this way, da 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 da. Oh, it's perfect for you because you are making all these decisions. So it's yeah. perfect for you, actually. That's a great spread. I didn't have that spread yet. I didn't yeah. thought of it yet when I That's okay. when I saw you. I didn't have the deck yet. I mean, what you read for me was pretty magical. You had a pretty, yeah, you had a deep That was reading. a very intense one. And I come back to it a lot. I've been coming back to it a lot. And I haven't listened to it yet, but I've just been reflecting on like just the sound bites in my mind. Yeah. And it did make a huge impression. And as I'm making choices in my life now, I am thinking about, you know, I'm hearing like your voice. Yeah, just so you know, you're in my brain. Yeah, in <laughs> it's nice in there. <laughs> yeah. It's a good space. My, 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 my mind is a safe place. Yeah, it is. So I appreciate you spending time in there. <laughs> and now I didn't do it for yours, but I started to write down everybody, like a little bites of everybody's readings because oh, okay. people come back yeah. after and they're like, Hey, like that, you know, this is what you said and this is what happened. But so I've had done so many readings oh, in between I'm sure. that I'm, I'm pressed to even remember because I'm yeah. channeling. I'm not really there as much as people, it, as it I seems to people. So I've yeah. started keeping it, a notebook of everybody That's and, and good. so that when they come back, I, I can continue with them. Yeah, you're like a therapist to a certain extent. You know, you're continuing on with learning their story and re- being able to reflect it back. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Different age groups are quite different. Like dealing with young, young people mm-hmm. is one thing. And, they're, and, and then dealing with older people is completely different because as people get older, problems get way more serious. So it's yeah. really different type of tarot reading. Like when I'm dealing with people in their 60s and 70s, it's yeah. completely different than dealing with people in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. Oh, do you mind sharing a little bit? I mean, not, you don't have to go into the your... What would they call them? Clients? The clients, yeah. Yeah. But just, yeah, what kind of, what kind of things well, are you getting? You get health, a lot of health issues. Okay. And health readings and, you know, um, people are concerned about, you know, whether they should use chemotherapy, whether they, their child should, yeah. or, you know, or they have children who are addicted to drugs. They don't know what to do. As people get older, they're just, their problems yeah. just really get much bigger. Should yeah. they stay or go with a long marriage? Yeah. Um, you know, they're having affairs. They're, mm-hmm. they're, there's all kinds of major things. Whereas young people are like, does he like me? <laughs> like I go during my day from, does he like me to, 
I'm sleeping with my next door neighbor's husband and she's my best friend. And I don't know whether to tell my, I'm like, yeah, like the difference is so extreme. Yeah. And I have a feeling that the 20 something or is like, he, does he like me? But it's like very dramatic, very dramatic. And then the other, uh, other side of it is like, just kind of saying it as it is. And like, Yes. I don't know. What do I do? Yeah, and very heavy energy yeah. around older people yeah. who come in, like, the energy can be very dense in the room. Because oh, sure. they, they've had a whole life. You know, they've yeah, had a, an entire life. it's all those experiences. You're not just bringing that one experience that they're, the question they're asking, they're bringing all of their oh, other they're bringing experiences so behind. many things that they did and did not do in their life. Yeah. A lot of readings are about wrong turns. Mm wrong turns that people are noticing now and the turn may have happened 20 years ago so it's like a whole long trajectory Mm -hmm. a woman um came in yesterday and she was in her 60s and um she wanted a reading which turned into three half hour readings together she just okay kept wanted to keep going reading after reading she didn't want to leave she's just like money down yeah keep going yeah she just was there were so many things happening, just, you know, wow. changing businesses. People have been in the same business for years. They yeah. want to do something completely different. They have no idea how. They have children. They have to pay for yeah. college. They just, you know, there's a lot of issues that people deal with. Yeah. I, I have always been curious about someone like in a position like you where you're seeing possibilities. And you can see, like, if you see something that is heavy and dark and being the messenger, how, how do you go about that? It's a really, really good question because when I first started reading tarot, yeah. I was convinced, and, and this is how I read, that I would always, I wouldn't completely steer away from something that showed up that wasn't good, let's say, Mm -hmm. or considered happy. But I would speak about it in a very high vibration way. Mm -hmm. Like I would refer to if somebody was, if I could see that someone's spouse, for instance, was about to leave, I could Mm -hmm. say, well, you're going to have new experiences coming up or new Mm -hmm. doors opening for you Mm -hmm. and just do it in that way. But now I've become much more confident in the way that I read and in tarot itself. Mm-hmm. Now I read. Like, okay. I'm much more truthful now okay. than I was when I started. I believed in that when I started in not. Yeah. But I, I, I tend to read from a very high vibration. In other words, before anyone comes into the tarot space, I raise yeah. the vibration in the room. Okay. So that it's, it, they're operating from their higher self. Mm-hmm. I'm operating from my higher self, hopefully. And mm-hmm. the energy is, is high vibration. So the reading is the best of the possibilities, even if they're dark, Mm -hmm. but still things come up, but I've become very confident in saying what I truly feel. Sometimes you can look at a card that other readers might consider heavy, like the tower, Mm -hmm. but I love the tower. The tower means everything that's supposed to, the tower means you're fighting your own energy and you're not making the changes you're supposed to make. So the universe will step in and blow up everything. (laughs) Wow. Okay. And people like, all right. look at the tower like, oh, because the visual on the card is very, you know, people falling out of windows and a tower yeah. blowing up and all this. But it's actually because you didn't take, you were fighting what you knew yeah. <laughs> you should be doing, going against your own energy. So yeah. the universe steps in and just makes nothing happen. Everything yeah. goes wrong. So that you have to make those changes yep. that you were not making, even though you knew <laughs> that you were supposed to make them. Yeah. So cards like that, I like. I think that's great in someone's life. Yes, it's going to be difficult. It's happened to me a few more than a few times, <laughs> but it's you know it's important and and wonderful because what comes after that is yeah. amazing. It's like a new life. It is a new life. It is that attaching to what we think we want. Or fear of fear of and fear the unknown, of the fear unknown. Of yeah. And people they know they everything in them knows they have to change. Yep. And they can't or they don't. They make all kinds of excuses. I'm gonna stay in advertising another two years because I need the money for this. It will be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. 
Everything yeah. can be taken from you. I mean, yeah. We've all been through that, those time periods in life where all of a sudden everything gets taken away. Everything. Yeah, the floor just yeah. disappears. And that's the tower card. Yeah. That's the tower card. That, has, that happens to every, no one gets through this life without that happening. Yeah. And I think that, I, I think at least from my experience, it's always been a positive experience on the other side of it. No. Always. It could take Always. a while. Yeah, definitely. Another beautiful thing about the tarot and for reading for people, yeah. for so many people now, is that we're so really similar. Yeah. And these 78 cards reflect the experience of everyone. In just 78 cards oh, of various that. combinations, it really refle- reflects everyone. Yeah. All of the stories are right there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I just got chills. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, it's making me feel way more connected to everybody because the more Mm -hmm. stories I hear, the more I realize like we're all going through the same things. Like it makes me feel not alone because I realize that we're all, you know, it's going through that. All the different, in different variations, but everybody thinks theirs is, the worst or the most, but everybody's going through these things at some time or another. Yeah. That's what this podcast is for me is being able to hold this space for people to share their stories and then hear, you know, whoever's listening to the other side of it, be able to reflect their own life within it Yes, and feel so connected because they know that they're not alone. And that's, yeah, your tarot is this podcast for me. Yes. And it has made me feel more and more connected to being able to sit and have these conversations where we're looking at each other face to face. That's my only requirement for this is that it has to be in person so that we have this exchange, yeah. this energy exchange. Uh, and yeah, being able to hear that and then also being able to like you share it with people because we could sit here and we were just doing this before we started. You started talking. I was like, wait, 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 I want to share this with other people. (laughs) Like what you're about to say is really awesome. Hold that thought. And eventually I got used to this thing on my head and I forgot it was a podcast. I know. And that's how, and it's funny how everybody enters into this. They go, Oh, what are we doing? I don't know what this is going to be. What is this thing? How do I put it on? And you're looking at me like, you'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah. And the logistics (laughs) of like, how is it going to be? And I'm like, we're just going to sit here and talk. (laughs) And then as soon as we end, Oh my God, that was so much fun. When are we going to do that again? And, and then that's, I want to say like, thank you because I never talk about these things. Oh, like really I never, except for my, my teacher who's passed away now for a long time. Like I, I talk to him still, even though he is passed away. Yeah. Um, even though he has passed away, I still talk to him all the time, but he's really the only person that I talk mm. about this stuff with. So I'm really Aww. excited to actually, I realize not as weird or hard as I thought it would be. Yeah. Oh, I'm honored. Cause I love, I love this space. I love talking about just how we all heal one ourselves, but, and, and that's what we're talking about. We here. are, we are. We're talking about how we heal our, you healed yourself through the mirror. I heal myself through dance and somebody else who's listening to this healed themselves through something else. And now they're going to realize I'm not weird, exactly. you know, or, oh, or maybe, oh, I didn't know that everybody else, you know, didn't do this. Right. It's just, we're so much more connected. Exactly. And I'm so grateful that you did open up open up to this experience yeah, and, really and sit great. here and talk because I, I've learned a lot from you. Um, just every time I, I, we've only sat, I think this is maybe our third time sitting and talking. Yeah. And every time our experience is so like, we're so connected and yeah. I feel like we can just pick up and start talking. Yeah. Like we've, I mean, that first time we just talked for hours Yes. and we hadn't, we, it was nonstop. It's amazing that this is only the third time we've spoken. Yeah. That is really odd. I know. We go deep. 
I go deep, just yeah. FYI. Yeah, I'm like, how's <laughs> the weather? Weather? I don't really care. Let's go in here. Let's, Let's talk about your mirror experience. And we're sitting here. I think part of it is that we are sitting here. We're in my apartment in front of the mirror. Yeah. Which is also, you know, something I didn't think we were going to talk about that at all. Like that yeah. wasn't in my, I thought we were going to talk about tarot only. Like, I never thought I'd be having a conversation about my childhood in front of the mirror. I took you there. (laughs) You did that. I did. And the other thing I was just to go back to the tarot and kind of bring it with the mirror is when I was listening to you talk about tarot and how you want and how it's connecting with people, I was just, when you said that, I had this image and I did this when I was, well, that's why I was connecting you with the mirrors. Um, you know, when you have the mirror behind you and the mirror in front of you, and then all of a sudden you see like endless hues. Yes, yes. And that's when you said that of the tarot and how it has everybody's stories. I just saw you with the ah. mirrors on either side with just like infinity Margos. That's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I brought a big mirror into the tarot space. Was it there when you were? No, oh. it was very bare bones. I think, I think you said I was the first. You were the first. Yeah. I was like the first day. We hadn't done the wallpaper or set No, up no. You sent me the right? pictures. It looks oh, yeah. awesome. I yeah. can't wait to come back. Yeah. It's really, the energy in there is just so, <sighs> I mean, I've been reading at home and the energy in that space in the salon is amazing. I don't cool. know what, what that is. I think the whole salon is a very happy place in and of itself. Yeah. Like the people who work there are very happy. Yeah. So I just think everything connects together and it's kind of neighborhoody. So everything is sort of. Yeah. It kind of reminds me and forgive me because it's been, a, it's been since I li- read your book, like right well after you left, I ordered it on Amazon and I read it. So I might be getting this wrong, but I feel like. It, the character, your teacher, had a laundromat. Yes. And he had plants in there. Yes. And I feel like that's how you are in this little <laughs> salon with tarot. Oh, you're freaking me out. <laughs> that's exactly right. Can I tell the laundromat story oh, just of course. really yeah, briefly? Please. Because that is crazy. Yeah. That's exactly. Oh, it's so weird. So I was at a party, my best friend's birthday party, yeah. and this was in the middle of knowing my teacher, like yeah. somewhere in the middle of the 16 years, maybe <clears> 50 <throat> or so. And the party was in the East Village, it was on First Avenue and Second Street at some, some the garden of some bar there. Yeah. And it was very crowded, and I'm not great with super crowded spaces, so I went out onto the street and I walked down the block and I saw this laundromat with all these plants in it. (laughs) Just like everywhere. I'm like, what is this? Like, okay, I was high, but I was like, okay, what, why are all these plants here? So I walked in and there was this man who was the owner of the laundromat. I started talking to him. I was like, what are the plants? And he was the owner and he was from Guatemala. Okay. And he said that his laundromat was a great place to raise tropical plants because the heat from the dryers and the yeah. mist from the washing machines yeah. created this That's really like a tropical, tropical environment. So, so he, there were plants everywhere. So in the book, I made my teacher mm-hmm. him. Like yeah. I, I intermixed those two people. Yeah. So the way I talk about how I met my teacher was that I went into this laundromat yeah. on First Avenue. So it was really funny because the Wall Street Journal went and interviewed that guy when oh, the book came out. They amazing. went and interviewed the guy at the laundromat. Thinking it was him? Oh my God. <laughs> They didn't like do a reference check with he you, was like so confused. Well, yeah. they brought me. I didn't let on. Oh, I was and, like, "This is uh, him," because <laughs> my teacher's never going to be in the. Would never be no want to be interviewed. Oh like my god, that's so, amazing! So he's like, awesome. "Okay, like what?" Exactly. Huh? There's a picture of me and him, and he's just like. <laughs> So great. Who is this person? So he did, though, give me a cutting that night. He's like, I'm going to give you a cutting from one of my plants. And if you, if it takes root, come back and I'll teach you things about plants. I never went back. Yeah. But I had the cutting for a really long time. And I put that whole story into the book. Yes. And that, that stuck with me. And so, yeah. And now full circle, here you are in like an eyebrow salon, essentially. Exactly. Reading. Doing tarot cards. That's just like it's him just, in yeah. the laundromat. Exactly. Because he was a plant shaman, that guy. Yeah. He knew everything. Yeah. He talked for out that whole night, yeah. missed the whole party, talking about tropical plants with yeah. him in his laundromat. Yep. And that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah. That's crazy. I love it. Oh. Wow. That was a really amazing thing to pick up. Oh. I, I wouldn't have ever made that connection. I, 
Yeah, it just, it didn't happen when I went there, but when we were just talking about your room, the transformation of your room while we're sitting here just now, I was like, oh yeah, that kind of reminds me. Wow. That is so interesting. Wow. And I remember going to the- That was your teacher. He's like, here, I'll put you somewhere. (laughs) I'll put you somewhere interesting. Exactly. Totally. Let's have girls get their eyebrows done and then get their tarot cards read. Tarot cards read. Yeah. If Change he was alive, life. he would. Well, he he he, he knows. He's yeah, here. he's here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's been a lot of experiences. Like one time, I was thinking of a patient of his, another yeah. client of my teacher's, patient <clears> of his, and um, I didn't know this person very well. I met him once because when my teacher died, a lot of us got together, people who knew him. Okay. So I had an email, I had his email, we exchanged emails, but I met him one time and I felt really pressured by my teacher who was um, dead at that point to do a tarot card reading for this patient. And he lives in California. So I did the reading alone on this couch where we're sitting. I took a photograph of it and I wrote up what I felt and I emailed it to him. And it was really risky because I don't know him. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling him that someone who's died has told me to do a tarot card reading for yeah. him. And he called me up and I left him my number in the email. Yeah. He called me up the next day. He was crying. Oh. He said that reading was every, was reiterated everything that Armand had told him while he was alive. So Armand was still trying to tell him the wow. same. He's like, he still needed still. to learn it. Yeah. So he, and he was he was completely... I just got crazy chills. I just saw him because he came to, from California to New York this month. I saw him for the first time in oh. I don't know, years. But, but I had been pr- a pressure to do this reading for him, like an actual pressure. I couldn't go yeah. to sleep. It was like one o'clock in the morning. And I just did it. And that's what happened. That's wild. I thought he would, I was afraid he would you know, say, don't like ever do this. Like, yeah. Like, yeah like, this but crazy he was crying. Did. He got, I hope he got the message. He did. He got, but, he said Armand had been telling him that for years and, and he, he still said, needs to hear it. <laughs> I guess so. And I never knew it. I didn't know. Yeah, you, you, would did, never, you didn't know Yeah, at all. I just met That's that person wild. once. So. Amazing. Strange story. No, it's not strange. It's the space in between. <laughs> yeah, the space in between. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the name of this, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> It always comes back to the space in between. And remember I told you to see that movie. The last time we were together, I told you to see oh, the wait. movie, oh, no, The I Spaces didn't. in Between. But it's the I same didn't. name, but I didn't yeah. know this was the name of your podcast. No. But wait, so did you weird. tell Wait, I don't remember this. I told you to see this movie, that you would really like it, because it was about... Um, now I have to remember. I did not... This woman's trip into the Amazon to study like ayahuasca and all the occult practices and it's called it has the same name as your podcast but i didn't know that at the time (laughs) that is really weird and you didn't know the movie and i don't think did you tell me the name of it yes oh i had a glass of wine and i was very tired yeah we both did yeah we were both like it's time to go but and then i was like you should see this movie yeah it was really loud it was loud i do remember you talking about the movie but i don't remember the name because i would have been like that's yes exactly so maybe i was a lost in translation yeah and i was probably another person was with us so it was really noisy but it was it's really funny now that i'm thinking about that that was weird too all this stuff stop Stop. i know Oh my gosh, Margo, this has been awesome. Yeah, this is amazing. Thank you. I wanted yeah. to say thank you again for yeah. giving me the opportunity to express myself. Thank you for feeling safe enough to do this, you know, sharing it with me, but now whoever's on the other side of it, yeah, um, listening. It's been, I just love talking with you and sharing more and more. I love like, oh yeah, you get to spend time with Margo. Yeah, so I feel the same you. way. It's amazing. Yeah. Very expressive around you. Yeah. Not usually this oh, verbose. <laughs> so people who know you are going to listen to like, who like, is this person? What? <laughs> people have known me for years, for like 30 years, are going to listen to this and be like, what? I didn't, how did I never know anything on this podcast? <laughs> I love that. Oh, I'm so honored. I'm so honored. I totally, I'm so honored. Well, thank you. And thank you. I would love to have you back again. And we're going to get an event together. So hopefully by the Yay. time this airs, I'll have an outro with our, our information. Okay, we're, we, yeah, we had that delayed, but yeah, we're going to do it. Yay. Yay. Okay, I get great. to share more of Margot Berwin with the Yay. world. Thank you, Margot. Thank you.
So I hope you enjoyed your time with um, with Margot. She was so much fun. I had such a great time. I hope you did too. And um, if you want to, again, if you want to meet her in person, you are in the Hudson Valley. Come on down this Friday at Namastasis. So again, she will be at my Movement 109 class. She's She'll be reading your tarot before and after the, the practice. So you can come as early as five o'clock or stay after um, Movement 109. She'll be there. And if you're not in the Hudson Valley area, if you're in New York City, she is at the Boom Boom Brow Bar on Greenwich Avenue. So you can go and pop over and see her anytime. I don't remember her schedule, but you can find out at margoreadstarot.com. Uh, you can find out more about Margot, her tarot, and her beautiful books uh, over at her website. So yes, go do that. And if you are more interested in all the other un- awesome things that we have happening at Nomad, go to and visit our website, nomadalwaysathome.com. And I hope to see you at one of those events soon. And I'm so grateful that you're here as part of the podcast and listening to these, these stories that people have to share and the tools that work for all of us. I uh, hope that's resonating with you. Keep, keep sharing and letting us know that it is. And uh, yeah, come experience something with us in person soon. All right. Have a good one.